Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, this is part two of Swanee and Friends, Dane Swan, Samantha Riches, and huge story this week of Lance Franklin retiring, and within 24 hours, apparently Jason Dunstall and Tony Lockett were no good. Uh, <laughs> the world's <laughs> fucked, so we just need someone who's seen them all and can actually put some perspective on it. The most respected man in since I, in media, man, since AFL Electronic Media became AFL Electronic Media, Mike Sheehan. Hello, mate. Hello, Ralphie. Hi, Mike. Hello, Hello. Dane. Thanks. How are we? Hello, Sam. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I'm, I'm well. How's the new cycle going, do you reckon? <laughs> that apparently in praise of Lance Franklin, you have to say that... I know. I read your tweets, mate. <laughs> no, don't do that. You're, you're my favourite uh, <laughs> <Twitter>? provider on, <laughs> on Twitter. You set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think Buddy's got his right whack, but I'm not sure that it needs to come at the expense of anyone That's else. That's my point. That's yeah. my point. Because so they were reasonable players the other two, weren't they? Uh. Uh, Dunstall and Lockett. <laughs> you would think. You'd think so. Yeah, but... Um, it was interesting, Damien Barrett was one who said that um, Buddy will be an instant legend in the AFL. We always overreact, I reckon. Yeah. Dunstall's not a legend yet. He's not? No. Okay. Eight years after Lockett was installed, Dunstall's not a legend. Yes. Not sure that Buddy actually can leapfrog him, do you? Well, it, what, it, what that reflects is not about Buddy, nor Tony Lockett, nor Jason Dunstall, nor Damien Barrett. It reflects about how everyone needs to have a take and it doesn't need to make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... Recency bias, obviously. Pardon? We've got recency bias because he's kicked a thousand goals and that's obviously why they would... Yeah, well, I mean, it, but I think I'm big on the Dunstall one. I can't believe that... Yeah, um, absolutely. He's not a legend. He should be before Buddy. He, what, he's kicked more goals than him, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't done it quite in the manner of uh, Buddy, but... No. And, I th- and I think in the age of social media where you can see everyone sees their highlights and stuff like yeah. that, yeah. like back... In the day, you you only read the number on the paper, and it, read the number in a, on the stats column now because you don't get to see what they did. And you know he's got big profile, but he's obviously a huge profile, and um, all the amazing goals he kicked. Yeah, it probably helps. Um, he's pushed, but yeah, you think there'd be a couple more before. It's a great package. There's no doubt Absolutely. about that. Yeah. I mean, if you're selling the game anywhere, I don't know why I use that example, but if you yeah. were. You wouldn't send Dunstall's highlights, would you? It's, <laughs> if you had, if you had buddies at your disposal, is Ablett a legend, or is his off-field stuff um, senior? He's not. No, no. 
His off-field stuff's obviously you hurting. Are you, are you, I, I, I was you. a selector. But you're not now, right? No. Yeah. I'm not anything anymore. <laughs> um, all I am at the moment is Kate Sheehan's old man. <laughs> <laughs> How does that feel? <laughs> oh, no, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. I still get to see your mug every day. I work out of Marvel, so I work in the Mike Sheehan media room. So you know what, Sam? I've never been to that. Are uh, you? I was never going to room. ask you. I was shitty when they moved it. It was yeah. in a really good spot at the front, <laughs> and they put it at the back. You need a bloody Melways to get to it. <laughs> yeah, you? you do actually. So I said, "Well, stuff it. I'm not going there." <laughs> That's all right. It's a long way to go. Well, I don't know. I don't know where it is. Yeah. Marvel Stadium. It's a long way to get to oh. Marvel Stadiums. Oh, you mean to Marvel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a bit yeah. out of the way. It's, it's, it's the coldest place in Australia, Marvel Stadium. Yeah. It's very cold down it's there. It's no yeah. good. Well, Except Ballarat. Except if you're getting an urn for being out in the ground. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Ballarat, you're right. I've Ballarat. got a horse in training at Ballarat. Okay. Jesus. Who is it? Robert Hickmont. Okay. It's the Former Demon <laughs> Champion. Correct. And it's Big Jimmer. It's the one that oh, the that right? ex-Melbourne players are in. Who else yeah. is Oh, hundreds of players. Like oh, Paul Hopgood and Brian Steins yeah. and all that. It's named after Jimmy. Yeah. Melbourne Colours. Barry Burke's Melbourne colours yep. and Shamrocks on the uh, on the sleeves. Is it run? Is it run yet? It's um, no, <laughs> but, but, but only because we're being patient with it. You know, like yeah, of course, absolutely. You yeah. give them time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Let them grow into themselves. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Sounds familiar, Dane. <laughs> right, we'll get us back to back to Buddy. So, Dane, you you were out there. What, what's your memories being out there against him? Oh, he's pretty good. He, he loved <laughs> us. He loved the pies. I remember. He kicked eight one day against us, and Nick Maxwell, he should have kicked 20. <laughs> Nick Maxwell, I think, got the votes for best on ground for us. Like, yeah. Maxi played on him. They just, like, Pagan's players, one out. He basically won out in a 50. And Maxi, I reckon Maxi stayed 15 goals. He still kicked eight. <laughs> and, like, he oh, he's just phenomenal. Like, oh, but I, I stood on him in the middle one day, and I was like, fuck me, he's massive. And That's was, the like, thing get me people, out of here. People don't appreciate how tall he is. Yeah. Like, he, He's a, everyone says he's a magnificent athlete, but he's a six six, isn't oh, he? Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. He's massive. Yeah. The ball got kicked to the wing, like out of out of the middle. I reckon I took four steps. So did he, and he was out the wing. I wasn't even out the little centre circle. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I'm going forward. Fucking not playing on him. Um, you know, he's everything that everyone said. There's yeah. no more superlatives that could be. asked. he will be a legend at some stage. Yeah. Um, you know, he's probably he's in the top half. What would you put him in top fours of all time? Half a dozen. Um. Yeah, you do, you say half dozen, and then you do the the, the exercise. Least. Yeah, you say, "How am I going to leave this bloke out?" Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this though about Kerry's always been my number one footballer. Yeah, uh, with Matthews too. Where? Well, how do you rate Kerry alongside Buddy? Yeah, I, I didn't. Obviously, I was a bit younger, but I probably got. I think Kerry's probably more dominant. Like I would influence again, and it's hard to. Th- Imagine all the young kids who probably never seen Duck play, but he had, I think he had more of a presence on the ground. Mm. Oh, Kerry. Um, you think that's personality, though? Oh, probably a bit of everything. Well, he had the swagger line. Yeah. Buddy obviously had that a lot, too, but you know, you, at Hawthorne and you, you'd be happy with either of them in yeah, your you side. Would, you would. Um, I mean, it's a futile exercise. Exactly. I mean, it's an opinion base. Exactly. So it's yeah. all subjective. But yeah. um, I think Ablett Jr. is probably the best player I've seen in my era. I'm glad you said that. He, he suffers because his name's Gary Ablett. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, and when they keep talking about players of generations, isn't he the player of the, <coughs> the most recent generation? Oh, was little I think so. I'd say so. But if I was picking a side out of my generation to start, I'd start with Buddy because I think key forwards are harder to find. Like, so Ablett Jr. was as unbelievable as he was. You can replace him. Look, I could go in and do his job, not to the level, mm. but like you can get a midfielder to go. You can't get someone to replace a Buddy or a Carey there. 
irreplaceable. But for me, Ablett was the best player I've seen in my era, but I'd take Buddy number one. Well, I watch him on playing those country games. He's still good a game, wouldn't he, little yeah, guys? Yeah, mate. He's up. For a man, for a guy that didn't look, wasn't athletic, couldn't jump, wasn't explosive, wasn't lightning quick, didn't have a super tank, looked awkward, but was you just would have 50 and kick four everywhere. You're like, how the yeah. fuck did that happen? Yeah. But just an unbelievable, like, unbelievable fucking like. Did you go head of, to head with him? Yeah, a little bit. But Dale, once again, Dale Thomas played on him with the MCG. He had 50 and kick two and Tom, I got votes in the BNF. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I reckon he actually improved his standing when he went to the Gold Coast because yep. it was like the game plan. That was shit, obviously. They're all young kids. The game plan was basically stop Ablett and we win by 100. Yeah. And so you'd have one, the whole game plan was around him. You'd have 35 and kick four every week and you'd be like, oh, he's fucking phenomenal. They were like, in the eight when he did his shoulder. Yes. Mm. Under Bluey McKenna. Yep. They were gonna make. They were gonna play finals on the back of one bloke. Yeah, I mean, he was ridiculous. Like just unbelievable uh, center of gravity. Couldn't get. Couldn't get tackled. Just yeah. yeah it was. Um, but do you think he's better than his old man? Well, I've always when I've been asked that quite a bit. I would say if I went to the if I was if I was going to the football to watch a game, I'd go to watch Gary Senior. Yeah. If I was a coach, I'd I'd want Gary Junior. Yeah. Because he never played a bad game, did he? No, they're very. He's like you. Yeah, yeah, well, very similar. We're very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the lean-in you've been waiting for. And if we had this conversation in, uh, we would have had to wear masks and been on Zoom. But if we had this conversation in November 2020, Dusty Martin's in. There. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably as good as any of them. So yeah, I mean, three norms with medals is, is serious. serious yeah, no, of course it is. Stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, and 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 I think he's had a great year this year. Yeah. Even though people talk about him in the past tense, yeah. as if he's no longer the player he was. So I, so I watched him again at the weekend. Yeah. He's pretty handy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a great. Uh, he's a great player. The, the Richmond exercise is interesting, but I've always thought Bartlett is Richmond's best player because of four hundred games and five BNFs and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then Roy. So I thought the Quinella was a dollar one, but. Yeah. Um, Dusty's put himself in the in that picture, hasn't he? I still wouldn't have him ahead of Bartlett, but he's breathing down his neck. Well, I think that the slice of four years is probably as good as four years as anyone's ever played. Yeah, because mm. it's three mm. Hop Smiths in four years. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Outside of that, he's just been a very and very probably super twelve player. finals and best on yeah. best yeah. on in eleven of them yeah. or something like that. Like yeah. Big game, the big occasion doesn't worry him, does it? Also, man, like the thing about Dustin is he's we all tried during the regular season, but like. He's never been one that's been fucking need, needed his stats or needed like need like all us midfielders running around need to have thirty like for looking at my scoreboard. Fuck, I've only had and whether they say it or, whether they tell you or not, they're all full of shit. Like you're a midfielder, you want to touch the ball, so you know you know when you've had none halfway through the first. Put it that way, or you know when you've had ten and it's half time. Yeah. So you all want to shit. I need to get my stats up. Here. I need to get, get a couple of cheap ones, or I'm going to kick me kick it out full back. I've got to get the ball rolling. And we all, they all do it, all the good ones do it. But he was, he legitimately just has never cared about stats or anything. He just mm. wanted to win and just, all right, we're winning. I'll just go sit in the full pocket and not do much now. Where when we'll get in a fill up, because I want to go in the midfield and get a fucking 15 in the last quarter and yeah. go from. Are you, are you being honest? Is that what you would. Of course I would. Yeah. Driven by that? Of course. But aren't we, aren't we all? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. I want, yeah, of course. I was, every, and every midfielder would, is exactly the same. But part of maybe if you're a tagger or something, when you're the. You know, bottom of the barrel, but 
Well, like when you're when you're a, so when you when you're a good mid, <laughs> like of course you want to touch the footy. Like, but he was one that just would go forward and doesn't care. But it's like even in news, in newspapers. I mean, I was never all that pleased when Caroline Wilson had a big story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's what you put your name up for, isn't it? Well, it's a competitive yeah. element, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's Dusty, and then for the what I want to put in context and part of the reason of getting you in. So with the Dunstall and Lockett thing. I was looking at got got the various comparisons. The one that Jason has over the others is is four best and fairest. Yep. So in other words, his team says, "Well, you're doing exactly what you yeah. want for us, not just winning the game." Hey, buddy yeah. won one. I can't believe yeah. that. Yeah. That's incredible. He's only won one BNF. Yeah. I'm assuming that's the year he kicked a hundred. Um. Well. Well. I don't. I assume it was. Yeah. But yeah, it Peter was, Hudson. Was, Peter Hudson yeah. kicked a hundred and fifty one year <laughs> and yeah. didn't win it. Didn't he? Who won it? <laughs> Lethal. Yeah. Uh, what he kick? But they used to give lethal his best in the first at the start of the year. <laughs> they didn't wait for the finish. 81. <laughs> yeah. So, and and, and uh, again, when it comes to the highlights, okay, Jason was a bit more clinical in the way yeah. he went about it, or a lot more clinical. But, for instance, the different eras is that many people would know, like, he kicked 17 against Richmond one day, mm. and it was a one locked off camera, and I think Brett Bartlett finally found the vision of yeah. it recently. So, that, so they didn't have not every game was. And there was room. Yeah. There was room to lead then because yeah. uh, yeah. now if he, I reckon by the fifteenth or sixteenth, the coach, opposition coach, might go, "Why don't we just put someone behind yeah. the ball and just get in these leading lanes?" Where yeah. well, that just didn't happen but back how then. How dumb were they in the old days? <laughs> I don't know. Like Hawthorne decided they'd play Peter Hudson alone in the forward fifty. Yeah. Yeah. The other mob just says, "Okay, well, no, I don't see, I'll stand <laughs> behind him." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and and then, but conversely, if if you say the name Rick Kennedy, for instance, I heard uh, <laughs> Billy Brownless was interviewing Trent Cochin the other day, and Billy played against Rick Kennedy, who's uh, Trent's father-in-law. Father yeah, yep. played for the Bulldogs. Yep. He just said, "Oh, he said, oh, he, he actually he can still feel the side of his neck yeah. you know, going sideways." So fullbacks could get away with ridiculous yeah, things back then. <laughs> they? they all belted on them then, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So Buddy didn't have to deal with that. No. So no. What, what I'm saying is. Every year is just different, and there are, and there are a lot of the conditions are different. Like your yeah. uh, hero at Collingwood, Gordon Coventry, yeah. he kicked thirteen hundred goals, playing on mud Wait. patches every week yeah. with one ball, and the bloke <laughs> punching him in, on the boils on the back of his yeah. neck. Yeah. yeah, I know, absolutely. So that's what's all relative. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. If you brought him into today's era, give him ten years to train and stuff like yeah. that, I'm sure he'd probably do the same. Yeah, and if your buddy back there, like right now, like. Even if you just if you put Coventry into today's day and age as he was back then, he wouldn't get a kick. He wouldn't know what's going on. Probably same as Buddy. If you put Buddy straight back into 1930 with the mud and blokes being able to whack you, he probably yeah. wouldn't get a kick because you can't. You wouldn't be able to use his athleticism because you'd be fucking stomping around in mud all the time. He probably would get a kick. I'd probably get a couple. He'd probably get a couple. Yeah, yeah. And, and plug a log. The interesting thing for me is watching him now. It's a post career. What's he lost? Twenty kilos. It looks 20, like it, doesn't yeah. he? Look, but fit as a trout. He, that tells you that he actually could have adjusted to this era body shape wise. Yeah. Whereas a lot of greats couldn't have probably. But he, was, but he he conditioned himself to be able to do what he needed to do, didn't he? Yes. Which was explosive off the mark yep. for, for 10 metres to mark it out in front. Uh, so I don't think it affected him because he, he didn't have to run like Swanee did. Oh, his, skin, you reckon his skin folds would have been just <laughs> nice and elite. No. <laughs> it was an interesting story. I went down to interview someone at St Kilda. And I was early, and Hutto was the football manager. Peter Hudson. And he said, um, just go in that room over there. And what he'd forgotten was that they had all the players' weights yeah. up on the, on the whiteboard, right? <laughs> and, I looked, and I'm looking at it, because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and pluggers at 120 kgs, right? <laughs> so anyway, I said, uh, Hutto, I said, 
plugger, 120. He said, no, he's not. I said, he is, isn't he? No. No, that's not right. I said, well, that's your handwriting on that uh, <laughs> board that I just saw with 120 next to his name. So he probably could have been five or six kgs lighter, I reckon. Uh, uh, but the point being that uh, nowadays full forwards have to cover so much territory. Yeah. So that shows that he could have adapted if he needed to for a different era. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. With the, the era that you're playing it determines how you... How Everyone you can adapt. They're professional athletes. They would yeah. have found a way to adapt, um, yeah. for sure. They all do. Well, what do you see in the modern game? I reckon, actually, now, even bad games, at least the ball's moving, as in the, the current, um, right now, the past two years. I think it's been yeah, fantastic. Are, what I would say to that is, and I've been consistent for this for 40 years, yep. the best of today's football, whatever today is, is better than it's ever been, Yep. but there are still shit games. Too many teams. The talent pool's thin, too thin. Maybe, maybe. Um but I just, I don't know, just poor teams. Whatever the level is, there'll be poor teams, won't yeah. there? Yeah, well, look at West Coast North. Like they, like every week, you know, well, they played each other on the weekend, but every week, you know, there's going to be a flogging. Yeah. Like it's, like lo- it's a bit like local footy, you know, when the bottom sides are just yeah. shit every week, you know, yeah. we can rest a couple of people, we're going to yeah, smack yeah. them everywhere. Yeah. Where the way the le- way the competition with the draft and equalisation, it should be, you know, every game should be even-ish, you would think, a little bit. But Yeah, just I've seen bottom teams... Much more competitive than these two. And you that's what I mean. Absolutely. Um, I, I can't understand what happened to West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a beauty, I was kind of hoping that you, that you could because I can't either. Well, Perth girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think they got, I got they, they got fat and lazy. <coughs> okay. And that happens because you've got all that money. You don't have to worry about supporters. And then suddenly you probably take your eye off the ball. You don't recruit as well as you should have for a couple of years. And then you're suddenly you're in the shit. Mm. But the, the senior players have just fallen off a cliff. Their decline's mm. amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just falling exactly. off a cliff. I've yeah. got no one that can carry him like, when they're going at stuff. Like, no. It's been remarkable. And has it been list management and part of that list management problem being, I think Collingwood did the same for a couple of years there, and that guy's probably the unluckiest guy in Australian football. I don't know them. But if you if you over-remunerate uh, re- heroes, yeah. it can bite you in the ass. But don't they all do it? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So um, their salary cap stuff because... Oh. They, they gave long-term expensive deals to veterans who were getting injured all the time. Maybe, and, the, and, and they have been unlucky with injuries, no question yep. about that. But I think the, the, the soft and lazy, I think, is relevant. In Perth, there's 40,000 people turn up whenever you play. Yeah. Like, they could play Rottnest Island and there'd be 40,000 mm-hmm. there, and it doesn't matter whether, whether they win or lose. Because, and I think they're all heroes there, aren't they? They're oh, all it's premiership yeah. heroes. And it's another world over there. Yeah. Yeah. With the like Nick Natanui still, and I, I know him personally, he's a great guy, but he's still a god over there. Yes, yeah. Whereas here, we wouldn't. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't. Champion Dad is still getting the number one footballer. I think so, yeah. You wouldn't even yeah. think. Oh, oh, Nick Natanui. Yeah, you, you think about him, but the West Coast Eagles players are like the that biggest celebrities over there. They're yeah. up there with Beyonce, and their patience have to be wearing a little thin now, wouldn't it? Oh, well, you think so? But no. They, Somehow two, not. Two games ago, before the North game, I forget who they played, there were 40-odd thousand people there. Yeah. Mm. They just keep turning up. They go. I played against Carlton, didn't they? Kerno kicked 10 or something, didn't he? Yeah. You imagine as good as and as powerful as Collingwood is, uh, did you play there in bad times? Uh, yeah, early on. But uh, 
Like, so 203, we made the grand finals, then we bottomed out. But the bad times were good for me because I was getting games when I shouldn't have. So, like, when yeah. you're a young, selfish yeah. kid, you're like, I hope we go shit. So, they get all rid of the old blokes and you start playing games. So, oh, so when they come on telly and they say, Oh, I just worried about the team. No, no, like, one, no, the young <laughs> boy, you sit in the stand going, Fuck, I hope that half back plays shit today. Yeah. So, I can, so he goes, and I was like, I play but good. That's really whatever good. level you're playing at. It's yeah. human nature. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. It's competitive, like you with Caro, it's a competitive person. You go, yeah. I hope we win, but he goes shit out or he gets hurt, so then mm. I can come in and play. Oh, that's awesome. better. Are you okay? How long are you going to be? brutal honesty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what he brings to the podcast <laughs> yeah. on a yeah. regular basis. What about, um, there's a fairly decent young kid going around for Collingwood in his second year. Yeah. Is, do you think, is he, how good is he compared to the rest of the young kids you've ever seen in his first two years? As I think good, ball as good in as hand, he's, he's the best. Um, like his vision, his awareness, um, but I don't think he's the full package just yet. No, no, of course not. In fact, did you see Kane Corns finger him the other? Why, Mike? Is that an OnlyFans? Is that an OnlyFans or you Pornhub? Yeah. Really here. Was his name Hugh? Well, unclassified the other night. Did you see that? Seen on social. Unfortunately, I missed it. I'm in bed because I've got three kids under two. I seen it on Twitter the next day where he fumbled or something. Well, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't fumble. Well, the fumble because he mightn't have gone hard enough at the footy. Okay, I've seen that part. What, what was the other? What did he? There were Have two been. or three examples that he showed of that. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that. So you can find that. You can find that of everyone. Yeah, uh, but it's just he's magnified now because he's. But so you would have played against. Is his first two years clearly superior to Judd's first well, two years? Judd's at West Coast. When he kicked five, those Brisbane well, he kicked five. Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty phenomenal, wasn't it? And Judd was doing it in the... No, I don't, I don't want to sit here. This is not an Andy Dacos thing. He's a star, that kid. Mm. But some of the blokes who have come in, like Little Gary and Juddy and those guys, jeez, uh, they were good players, weren't they? But did Little, yeah. Ga- little Gary was a bit of a slow build. Was he? Yeah, he was a forward pocket. He didn't get going for a little bit. Remember they had no seven yeah. or whatever it was? They sat him down and said, yeah. you've, got too much, be better. you've got too much talent or something to be... Wasting yeah. it or you Okay you Drop just, him off but Yeah fuck him He's no good guys <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I'll, I'll no tell good. you one Because it was just before I became <laughs> a required producer um, uh, Tom Hawkins When he first uh, Made it He was probably Similar talk about To Nick Dacos uh, He exploded on the scene And you were very big On saying Now hang on a minute Just <laughs> He's got potential But he's not quite John Coleman or Jason Dunsell yeah, yet Yeah And he did He had that little dip and yeah. he, I mean he's b- become a Absolute all-time great, but there is this over uh, recency bias. Not so much. We we're, were talking about with Buddy retiring because he's always a legend's only how big. But someone like when they burst on the scene, you still need to temper it. Yeah, you do, and I, and I think he's as good as he is. I mean, he'll have some things. I bet you there's some things that fly reckons that he needs to work. Yeah, of on. course, I mean, he's yeah. played forty games of fo- yeah. 30, forty games of footy, thirty yeah. games of footy. And the other bloke, the the the, the byproduct of this is. Josh gets a bad deal, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, Josh is a star, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He'll be all Australian wingman. Like, yeah. yeah. He's and unbelievable. He's just Nick's brother. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Swanee's trying to get Peter to go to a, a stud. Yeah. Trying to, get, yeah. trying to get Peter out of stud. What was his service fee? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. There'd be a lot of women out there that'd pay top dollar. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, no, he's very, very, very good, Nick. He's going to be... You like, mentioned Fly. What do you see about the change in, in footy coaches, which you've, you've dealt with uh, on and off and... Uh, Personally and, and professionally over over the journey, it seems like what he's taken to a new level is just the relationship basis and the yeah. and the happiness factor that he's. Yeah, I think through. that's right. I, I, and it, 
It just won't work anymore. Coaches yelling at the football. I'm not sure. Mick, I've spoken to Mick. Mick couldn't coach these day and age. Calling no, someone no, a, a no. fuckwit and like calling like <laughs> you know like. It's interesting, um, isn't like, it? Like, you people go home and get in all in their feelings. They get sacked. Like yeah. you just can't do that anymore. But Mick was Mick used to berate them probably. Worse. Well, Dennis was the same. Dennis, yeah, yeah. Dennis Pagan. Um, Lethal wasn't as as uh, severe. I don't think. Uh, <coughs> although he did one of your. Um, when he was at Collingwood, I won't say the kid's name because it's probably not. But he said to him, and he's always regretted this, Lee. He looked at him at halftime one day and he said, "You poor little, you just shit yourself." You know. Now, yeah. you say that in front of a group of players. I mean, you know better than yeah. I about that. But you can't do that, can you? Well, it's hard to walk back. Can't, once the truth, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Exactly. And you, and yeah. you, you mentioned doing that today. Oh man, oh, they start crying. Like, didn't John? Didn't David Noble get sacked for yelling at North? After they got beat by 100 points. Oh, I think there were a few other reasons. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, a whole other conversation. Right. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi. I did a gig with Rusey, and his explanation was, and he had some brutal coaches like Robert mm. Walls and... And David Parker at times, but he, he said that the difference was uh, the the pre full professional era, you could you you didn't have to get on with your coach. Mm. You, you did your day job. You you trained at night uh, yeah. for tw- twice a week. You played, and that's it. You didn't yeah. need a relationship. Whereas if you're in the same building five days a week and play, yeah. you actually need a relationship. Yeah, no, no the, the McRae one looks real to me. I don't yeah. know because I don't see it, but it looks real. It doesn't look like it's fabricated. Sometimes I look at Ross Lyon. And I'm not sure if, if it's 100 percent genuine or not, but it is with McRae. No, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but like prior to Fly going there, when when Bucks was there, you just felt because he was just so focused on the footy club and so intense, and when it's just the way he what made him the greatest player. You didn't. I'd go and box sometimes with the boxing coach and stuff, but you kind of felt like you weren't shouldn't be there when they were there because it was all about them. And boys, we. No, no outside fucking um, distractions. We're all focused in here. Mm. So you'd go in at the six in the morning or six at night. You know what I mean? So you just didn't really feel wanted to wear fly. When Mick asked fly, was like, mate, Swanee wants to come and do some boxing. It's not all about us old boys. So, mate, bring him in when the boys are here. Like, we actually want, yeah. you know, he's a part of this club just as much as anyone. Like, we want ex players and family and friends to come mm. in where they're here, mate. Mm. Just go sit in the pool with him. Like, sit on the bike and do some boxing. Like, actually, so he's brought the club sort of back. As one whole one, instead of just segregating the players, I know this is a player's job. Yeah, fucking no, don't come in here and distract them. Don't, you know, 
distracted from their job. Come in, say hello, mate. If you want to have lunch, fucking come in and sit have yeah. lunch and say hello to the boys. The players so, would love that, wouldn't they? That's what I mean. So, yeah. like, like he's just brought that. And life, I feel, feel a bit better. But he said, oh, fuck, oh, I'll, I'll go down there. Thanks, fine. He's legit. Like, he's come, he's makes his way. I've seen him at the airport a couple of times, mate. I love your work. Thanks for coming down, mate. Feel free to come in the club yeah. anytime you want. And sometimes you think, oh, is he just saying it just to say it? But, but he's not. He's legit, um, yeah. which is awesome. Like, do you reckon Mick would have got Bo McCreary's mum to come in and, and speak <laughs> before a game? Like, How good was that? Exactly. So, yeah. like, um, he's just brought in such like, – and. I've always said if you're not if you enjoy going to work, whether you're a plumber, fucking journalist, landscaper, or a footballer, yep. you're gonna enjoy. You're gonna get more out of yourself. You're gonna do. You're gonna hang course, around yeah. more. You're gonna if you don't enjoy going to work, you're gonna be like right. Oh, nine or three, I'm gonna be there. Eight fifty nine, I'm gonna leave at three oh one. I'm gonna yep. do the bare minimum and get out where obviously clearly tell the boys love being there. So they hang around. I'll you know what? I'll do an extra touch with this young kid on the sprung floor. <laughs> I'll watch an extra video with this kid and help him through his stuff. I'll and you get you grow together, and you obviously start to be tight with each other. And that's it's trend, fun. and yeah. it translates to the footy field because yeah. you you love each other and you're tight, and you actually want to fuck. Oh, I'll run that extra bit and I'll cover his man because you know, I don't want to let him down. So yeah. it, it shows in the way they play. And all the Richmond did it with Hardwick mm. and all the success they won. Geelong looks like they're very tight up there, and the Pies you, obviously this do year. Do you think the Pies have got the best list, or they're just the best team? Yeah, they got the most depth. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So my view from the whole year has been, might be a bit coloured by allegiance, Melbourne. but I reckon Melbourne is <clears> clearly <throat> the best list. But that doesn't mean that they're the best team. Yeah. I, think I mean, they can, they can against any team, they can kick six in a row against the best team when they just get it together, but they've just been a bit erratic, haven't they? Yeah. I, mm. yeah. I think I think Melbourne will probably finish second. I reckon it'll be, the more it goes, I reckon it'll be Melbourne Collingwood Grand Final. Yeah. I, I believe. What do you ha- what, which means, which raises the question, what will happen in the Port Adelaide conundrum if they go out in straight sets? With Kenny? Mm. They have to resign. They won't fall. They have to resign him, don't they? Why? Well, they don't. Well, they don't. Well, who are they going to get it? I guess is the grass always greener? No, but you're always. Well, you're finding questions outside the yeah the the, the debate point, debating point now. Well, he, we? he might go. He might want to go to the Gold Coast. He might. Yeah. But, but but what how are they going to undo the the, the Hardwick deal? <laughs> okay, it's already done, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a yeah. pure gut feel, out of ten, how confident are you the Hardwick's already a Gold Coast? Um, Eleven. Thank you. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep. Really? Well, I mean, why so wouldn't you? The sun shines. <laughs> no, that doesn't make it right. That's Correct. Just, yeah. That's just my reading of it. Exactly. Because when something, let me ask you this way: in footy. Often, when something doesn't make sense, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but this is both. It does make sense. Yes. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You, do you reckon you'll take any of his players up there? A couple of good ones. Have won a couple of. Um, <laughs> well, I'd say yeah. Looking at the lifestyle, no, what I, do you think? I, I doubt it. I mean, he's got a debt to Richmond. I know it's you know, kill and be killed mm. and all that yeah. jazz in this business, but I'd be disappointed if he did. Yeah. Wouldn't you? <coughs> Well, does he own? He's got. He's one of three flags. I'm not sure he owes him anything. Well, they they hung on to him when he was almost out the door. Yeah, but and I think he's repaid that debt. You would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, a, a question. <laughs> a question that could be asked would be, if one of his great players was towards the end of their career. Yeah, like Dustin Martin. Mm. I'm being hypothetical. Trent Cochin, Jack Rewalt. <laughs> no, no, no one, no. <laughs> and, and if one of those great players was friends with someone who thinks, in hindsight. He probably could have got an extra couple of years out of himself if he went to Queensland. 
Mm. Well, yeah, there's so only one bloke who uh, f- um, fits that description. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, and he's been very good. There. I wouldn't be wanting to lose him if I were. Uh, not now. Yeah, absolutely, no. absolutely. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be their call. <laughs> no, that's right. I forgot. Players are selfish, aren't they? They, no. do, they do what they want to do. Yeah, well, the good players do what they want to well, do. Exactly. That's exactly right. Actually, <laughs> we should ask Mike, given his wisdom over the years, Dane thinks that there's not a lot of play people in the history of the game who have won Brownlow medals who are better defensively than offensively. Zero. With that? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not one. Zero. Maybe Libba. <laughs> Well, the, but he, that, he wasn't offensive. He was just yeah. defensive. Yeah, um, zero. You can't. You, uh. on, it's, it's not up for debate. You cannot put as much effort in defensively as you do no. offensively. You, you, unless you're taking some magical steroid that you can just keep running yeah. the same well, way. Because you put in more effort chasing the ball. As soon as you run for and you spring your ass off to get that kick, you cannot turn around and sprint just as hard back defensively. They want to turn just sprint just as hard forward. As soon as I got my, as soon as I got my kick or my handball away, my next thought was. Where's yeah, my next one coming one. from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not where's my opponent. Yeah. So I ride. Where's my next one coming from? Well, so I don't think midfielders will have to uh, match up with anyone. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And even Brad no. Hardy, who was one of um, Brownlow in the back pocket, didn't he? Notionally, yeah. yeah. Notionally, well, he's in the back pocket. Blokes yeah. average four goals a week against. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So you can't. You cannot. It's impossible. Well, and you look at all the great mids, and you could go through their game every week, and you'd see. Multiple highlights of them or low lights, just walking when their opposition's got the ball, or hands on knees when the ball gets turned over because they're because they're, but they're, and, and that's their job, their job. The bottom pallies, Penrith, Nick Dacos, all the Dangerfields, all the great of the modern era, Ablett, Judd, are to win games for your team by getting the ball and kicking goals and helping the side, not to fucking arm across someone at a stoppage and tackle someone offensively. It's not their job. You were you, were you sorry, sorry, just before we leave this, Please. were you ever under instructions? To, to um, negate someone? My, I'm Mick, v- before I became Dang what I became. Right. The gun that you are. Yeah. Before I so – he, he tried to – he won in the last quarter. He, he put me on Sam Mitchell early in my career. And he asked me to tag him and I had 11 and kicked the goal. So I didn't really do much tagging. And then it sort of moved on. But I did grand final in the grand final against Goddard because I, I was getting tagged and I was having a pretty shit of a day. I was Mick says it was his move, but I went to Mick at halftime and said, mate, let me go to Goddard and create a 2-on-1. I had 11 tackles that day. So oh. I had more, you did? I had more that day than I had the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, man, I was, I was like, that's the, one, I'll give, that's the one day of the year day of the year. I was like, you know what, I'll just sacrifice a bit of myself, cut my possessions for the, for the winning of premiership. But every now and then I would like, I was never asked to go out and tag someone, absolutely not. But I was, every now and then I'd make a 2-on-1 and try and, Help the side if I knew I was getting tagged and I was just having a, a low day, but um, but nah, no, tagging wasn't my strength. Actually, no. you mentioned a name there. I better divert the conversation. Sam Mitchell, mm-hmm. uh, don't just mention it. How good must you be to be go straight in the Hall of Fame as soon as you're eligible? Sam Mitchell, well, he's straight in the Hall of Fame as soon as he was eligible uh, in the AFL. Yeah, did he? Yeah, this year it was his first oh, year. Oh, yes, I was yeah. there. Yeah. How am I going? Yeah, <laughs> you mean that little yeah. blonde-haired bloke from Hawthorne? I, w- I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. there. How good would you have to be yeah. to be eligible and straight in, Ralph? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mike, are you sitting me up here, are you? Yeah. Well, I'm saying there's a person here who's yeah, yeah. still waiting. Oh, he's got yeah. you. Back what does then. he have to do? Well, you, we need to help well, our no, man. I, this you is, know what it's like. This is this is true, and I, from my experience there. Yes. To get in there, you need a person or a group who champion your cause. Yeah, ah. that's what you need. 
Oh, yeah, well, wow. like five South Australians, okay. five people with South Australian links got in this year. Coincidental? Out of seven. Coincidental? Well, you're kidding oh. me. <laughs> Graham <laughs> Corns and Patrick Keane are both um, ambassadors for South right, Australia. Okay. Do, do, you know, I don't know about the whole fame. Like, oh, it's, 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 it's a bias award anyway. But um, <laughs> well, why do they don't have many people from the VFA in? Like, like my old man or Freddie Cook. Because a lot of people from the Sandful, yeah. the Waffle, and the VFA back then was just as strong a league as fucking the Tassie that's, League. That's the only triumph I had on the selection committee, and I was on it for about 10 or 12 years. I got Frank Johnson in. Yeah. Do you know who he was? No. <laughs> he played with your old man. Port, didn't he? Port, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ruckman, and he went to yeah. South Melbourne for one year and won the best in Ferris in the Skilton yeah. era and, and went back. And, and, and I, to your point... Argue the case that the VFA at the time was huge, yeah, not as big as the VFL, no. but not far removed. It was as good as the Sandfall and the Waffle. That's what I mean. So the yeah. why are they getting in? But like yeah. Freddie Cook, he was a, should be off. in the case because people on the committee represent their electorate. Yeah, okay. And Cornsy's confident, articulate, yep, and unrelenting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a jury. You go right, oh, fuck, you yeah. can have it. Yeah, he's yeah. the foreman. Yeah, so yeah. we need a couple of Wolfies on the uh, selection committee to help yeah. out well, the boys. Yeah, uh, uh, Willie boys. I mean, I, I think definitely, I'm serious about it. It needs yeah. a look. Yes. And you have a more balanced selection yeah. group. So yeah. you've got all these bases covered. And I'm with you about the, um, the VFA. I mean, yeah. I've got a vested interest in the VFA because I had a, a link to it of sorts yeah. um, and grew up and I knew how big those VFA stars were. And they were guns. Did you cover the VFA at all? I, I Did know, I cover it? Yeah. I covered it when I played. <laughs> yeah, I know you played there, professionally. When no, I did. I was When I was a, a kid, I was working at the Werribee Banner, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is my hometown, and, and I was playing. Because people Swanee's age and younger, yeah. listening uh-huh. to this, won't, and particularly if they're in the state, won't understand just how massive VFA was no, in it was the not, not we, were, we were in second division, yeah. but I mean, Williamstown and um, Port Melbourne and <coughs> Dandenong and those teams, and uh-huh. Oakley and... Sandring and they were huge. Do yourself yeah, a favour if you're listening. What would, what would be the YouTube go to? The Danny Nong fight grand final? Would that be Danny Nong and Port? You're asking me about social media. Right? <laughs> I'm saying if you would remember the game. I think there's some massive. Oh yeah, was there it were. Frosty Miller and yeah, Frosty uh, Miller. Yeah, there were blokes there that clearly Billy Swan was one. That clearly would have played league football. Yeah, but they yeah. chose. Not well, Dad went to Carlton in the under-19s. Um, he said it's the biggest mistake he ever made. I think it's the greatest decision he's ever made. He was... Yeah, so he went to Carlton in the under-19s and he, they were playing all the kids from the country in front of him or something. So he apparently walked in, told the coach to get fucked and left, then went to obviously to Port. Yeah. He said it's the biggest mistake he ever made because obviously he missed his chance to league footy. But I think it's the greatest decision he ever made because if he had played 100 games... Older went father son to Carlton. <laughs> oh yeah, and thank uh, fuck that didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right in Navy Did you blue. thank him for that? Yeah, I don't have. Yeah. It was before his time. Yeah, he was. It? I was even a twinkle in his eye back then, but he um, he forecast that I was going to be you know half decent player. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mike, you you're not a back in my day type of guy, but are you wrapped that you're not starting your media career now, <laughs> given what your skill sets are? Well, I am in my mentality, but yes. but if I were young, yep. this is just the world I grow into. Yes, so I wouldn't know; it wouldn't be any different. Right. I grew up in the world where we used to use typewriters. Yes. Right? So now, now it's just thumbs. On yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I was watching um, Kate's youngest boy the other day. He's two, two and a half. He's Tommy. Tommy, my daughter Kate's boy, and he's on a, a laptop. Yep. I can't use a laptop. <laughs> he's two and a half. Unbelievable, aren't they? He, and he, he knows what show he wants to watch. Just push. 
Same. So I wouldn't not having grown up in that era. If I if I were a, a kid now, at fifteen or sixteen, I, I'm aware of social media and I'm aware of all those other things. So it's just the world you live in. How old were you when you were comfortable giving your opinions publicly? Um, Such a good seventeen. Really, but you were. Yeah, I, I don't know where this came from because I don't think I'm a confident person, right? Yeah. But I know when I was, I used to play football. At 17, I was playing in the under-19s yeah. at Werribee and I was writing the senior match report um, and on the Thursday, I'd go to training and half the team wouldn't talk to me because of the stuff that was in the match report. And I thought, where did that come from? But I, I um, in, in, in daily metropolitan newspapers, um, probably mid-twenties. Yep, okay. Which is, which is young. I think yes. there's too many people have opinions now. Yep. <laughs> but I suppose it depends... How considered you are. Like, you know, we want to sack a coach every week in this business uh, now. Yeah. What do you think about um, how the media cycles every one minute now and just scroll through Twitter that a lot of journos probably don't fact check? Like, you may, I imagine you had to make sure a story was fucking rock solid before you went with it. Now everyone can just, just drop something allegedly online or the rumor about yeah. this. Like, is well, that. It's, it's, yeah, it's this, it's this thing about the be first situation. instead of being right. Yeah. yeah. And when I talk to a, the journalism students at um, Monash every, every couple of times every year, yep. and I always say the old um, cliche in, in journalism, if in doubt, leave it out. But I wasn't true to that. We used to take risks with, with stories and just sort of think, you know, it's close enough. Or, or, this <laughs> bloke's a good judge, he'll know. Yeah. And I remember I wrote the story that um, before a grand final, hmm. one of Hawthorne's th- Three peats, and I wrote that Clarkson was going to coach West Coast the, the <laughs> following year, um, and you know, and he didn't. And, uh, <laughs> didn't he? No, and he, ca- and he came into on the couch. They won the flag, so he comes in on the Monday. Am I allowed to swear here? Yeah, you can yeah. say, you can say whatever you, you want. Bad swear. Can't, you can say can if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he walks in, and I'm in the studio. And Jared Healy. Tried to make this joke when he'd give him one of those um, war, you know, those helmets you wear in the yeah. war. Yeah, the printer was funny. Yeah. <laughs> in walks Clarko. He goes. He calls me precious, right? Because he, he says you're a cunt, precious. <laughs> <laughs> How is this going to go? <laughs> An hour of this bloke, and he just hoed into me, and 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 rightly so. Yeah, because I went with insufficient proof, um, and it was wrong. I'm not sure it was totally wrong, but it ended <laughs> up. He was probably wrong. going to you read that story and goes, "Oh, you can't be right. Fuck <laughs> this. I'm not going." Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's so difficult. Basically, and you fucked West Coast because yeah. if he'd have gone there, maybe yeah. they wouldn't be in the shitter. Yeah, and that was when Simo got the job. So, um, you know, uh, we we do take risks, and the, when it happens, you sort of there's this massive sense of yeah. relief that you got it right. Um, but also, you can go wrong. But I think I think you. I don't know. There's something in you that you you don't take unnecessary risks. You know, you weigh it up and on the balance of probabilities and all that sort of jazz. I think. And do you think that the AFL journalism now is tilted more towards gossip and social commentary on the players instead of like he's good? He's. Oh, I had no problem with. Yeah, he's shit. He can't key. He played a bad game. He's done this. He's. He needs. Looks like he's overweight. But commentary on the football and your side, but. I think it's going more to, geez, he was seen arguing with his missus on a Saturday night or he's out in a pub or they're yeah. trying to get more gossip, trying yeah. to become more like the Daily Mail, I believe. 
Well, yeah, I used to always say to Caroline Wilson when we were competing, she loved what happened uh, outside the fence. Yep. My <laughs> love was what happened inside the mm. fence. So, um, I mean, she's good at what she does. She does that political beat. She knows yep. what's happening in every boardroom. But my passion was for the players, yep. you know, and, and not necessarily always positive about it, but the, about yep. what happened inside the fence. And, and for some reason, I always had this belief well, that, you know, my opinion was worth something. That's why I stopped going to those <coughs> coaches' conferences. Yep. I was the first bloke of the senior journalists <laughs> to not go to the coaches' Post-match conferences, right? Yeah. I thought because they abuse, you know, when they lose, they abuse everyone. They treat yeah. you like shit. I thought, well, why do I go there and get their opinion about what happened? I saw it. Yes. Why don't I write what I saw? Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do if you're the journal. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And but eventually, coaches learnt that in denigrating media. Dane's man actually did it. <laughs> did it a bit against you, but it actually it it looked bad for them. The they still do it. Did, but it, the tipping point did come, didn't it? Yeah, this, and they still do it, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's we're, we're a f- it's a free hit when you go after <laughs> yeah. the match. And yeah. That's a, now it's only kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mick used to bash me. Yeah. He'd, like, sometimes wink on the way in, and he'd half do it just for our amusement. <laughs> oh, shit. He would. <laughs> you're, you're not serious. Yeah. Mick, the truth comes out. Mick was a... He's a prickly pair, but to us he wasn't. Like he, um, he just didn't care about external opinions. And like he'd sometimes give us a wink, go right, I watch this, and go out. And Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> and I used to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and that's why Clark had called you prickly. Nick and I could have been best. Yeah, mates. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just to finish with. Um, and you're actually, you've mentioned Kate involved a bit. We had Sonia Hood come in a couple of weeks ago and she was awesome because Dane's a member of North Melbourne. Oh, um, yeah? I am. I paid up. Good they, um They won the first two games and I thought they were going to win the flag. So <laughs> I bought a ticket. You want to get your grand final ticket? That's right. I bought it. Yeah, I bought it. I haven't won a game since. No, <laughs> the no. dead set have not won a game since. So, um, and I bought it. One other thing I didn't realise fucking memberships are expensive. It cost me. 550 bucks or something. No. no he bought the wrong one. A North Melbourne membership cost me $550. It's 130 isn't it? No, because I've got a guaranteed grand final ticket. <laughs> thought, I thought the, the lid was off. Did you get... Did they guarantee your grand final tickets? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure... If they make it. If they make it. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure... I'm not, I've just, hey, had, a quick look, I've just had a quick look at the ladder. I'm not sure they're making it this year, so... Um, yeah, so roll over? Yeah, so I'm a paid-up member, one of 15, so um, it's great. How many home games have you been to? It's it's awesome now that, you know, President, CEO, doesn't matter, and and now the the development with AFLW, how are you seeing the the involvement there? Well, I I am a strong supporter of it for obvious reasons. My daughter is the head of um, women's footy at Richmond. So I go and I, you know, when I fly the flag, (laughs) uh, it's, it's... it's a slow burn, but yep. it's going to get there. Down a top 50 on the women, maybe? maybe. <laughs> no? Yeah, I've got 45 vacancies. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of kids at Richmond, because yep. I watched them play. Mon Conti and oh, yeah, Ali McKenzie, very good, yeah. they are very guns. Talented. I mean, their skills are brilliant. And, and the, I can see the others in the group just developing. And in 10 years' time, I reckon it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, blokes footy wouldn't have been much good in 1897, <laughs> would it? I couldn't imagine. No. Well, and because... The, the logic is there's now a generation of teenagers mm-hmm. who started when they're in the playground, correct, thinking yeah. I can play AFL. 
Yeah. Or AFLW. Mm. Whereas that didn't happen a and decade ago. And there's the pathway. Ago. I was quick all yeah. the way through now. Whereas yeah. there was that gap for women. Because for when they were young, they they couldn't kick and they couldn't hand pass. It was yep. still, looks totally foreign to them. But yep. now they can because of what they see and what happens. I mean, Kate Sheehan's skills were really good. Yep. You know, when she was because she grew up in a footy household, was always around footy clubs. Um, so her skills were good, um, but she missed the the start of women's footy because she mm. was in a played one game with your mob, Swanee, yeah, at Collingwood, yeah. and did her ACL. Oh, it's no good, eh? But she, as she says, still the best footballer in the family. And also, you'll see now more so dads going down the park with their daughters for a kick, whereas previously mm. it would have been. Like my dad and my brother and I would have gone off and done something with mum. Whereas now, because there's that opportunity for daughters to have a platform to play, they're yep. more likely to be having a kick from a young age and getting the feel in- ingrained in them. And it's important up. for the f- for the future of the game too, because mm. women, I think, I think the split is about fifty two forty eight male and female yep. who follow footy. Yep. So the more we attract the female um, generate or uh, uh, section. Well, the stronger the game's going to be. And, and we need to do that. The, the Matildas are going to give soccer a huge push, aren't they? Oh, Sam single-handedly trying to bring that across the line. <laughs> yeah. the no, but it's not much of a yeah. game, is it? Soccer. <laughs> it was yeah. pretty good yeah. on Monday night. It's still going all right. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, soccer, yeah. It's, and it's just, just no. finally, um, you're at the stage of your life, you can pick and choose, you can do what you want. Are, are you happy you chose not to continue doing a podcast with Sam Newman and Don Scott <laughs> copying all the shit that went well, with well, it? Well, I'm richer. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, – I, I enjoyed I, – Scotty and I don't get on. Right. Uh, you'll find that hard to believe, Swanee, yeah, no. I get on with everyone. Yeah. Um, no, and, and Sam sort of courts trouble. <laughs> oh, really? really? <laughs> Never have guessed. Sort of funk it. I was I – was, one week too late. <laughs> 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 mate, appreciate you coming in. Thanks, appreciate mate. The nice to see you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.